Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset for Success. With me today, I've got Trevor Manning. Trevor Manning is an ex-international table tennis player who represented Barbados and also was Caribbean champion and also traveled Europe playing as well. And I'm really looking forward to talking to Trevor to learn about his mindset today. Welcome to Reframe Your Mindset for Success. Today I'm with Trevor Manning. Hi Trevor, how are you today? Oh, oh hi Paul, I, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm doing all right. Brilliant, what, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I've, I've been communicating with friends, you know, because we, we are still, even though we've got some freedom now from the pandemic, we're still trying to be safe, you know, and, and we talk each other through things, you know, and keep each other happy, you know, but apart from that, I've been trying to exercise, do a lot of walking and, you know, and, and just keeping myself busy. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I, I always start the podcast by, you know, t- talking about your story. Now, we, we actually worked together not too long ago and uh, we, we played some table tennis together as well. And obviously that, that's part of your story with, with, with being an ex-international uh, player. So what I do is just like you introduce you and your story to start with, if that's okay, Trevor. Okay, well, I can always say I'm Trevor Manning, you know, and I, I, I left Barbados at the age of 19, you know, after completing school. And I, I came to England to, to, study, to study nursing. And, and, I, and I did that in 1968 in, in Derbyshire. But along with my um, nurse training, I, I also wanted to, to, to play table tennis as, you know, as, as a hobby and not only as a not only as a hobby, but I also wanted to play to, to get better. It was difficult at times trying to combine the two, but I, I managed to do that to some degree. But it was after I finished training and I came to Wales to do further training and I got, in, I got, in, I got mixed with the Welsh players who were exposed to the English players. Then my, then my table tennis took off, but okay. it didn't until I was in in North Wales. Okay. And, and you know, when, when you say it, it took off, you know, because obviously you played it as, as a youngster and then continued to play. So, so, so how, did, how did it take off for you? Well, well it, it, playing in Derbyshire and those places, the fact that I was still studying, it, it was difficult to, to take it very, very serious. But once I got to North Wales, I, I started to play a county table tennis and as a result of that, after winning some tournaments in North Wales and in the rural and Liverpool, um, Barbados invited me back then in the 80s to play over there. And, 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 that, and, that, is, and that is where I was able to put something back into, into the Barbados table tennis. Because, I mean, not for Barbados table tennis, I don't think I would be where I am today. Right. Okay. So, and I, and I know when we've talked previously, you know, you played table tennis with Barbados and did, did that take you a, a, across the world? You know, were you playing in Europe? Where, where were you actually playing? Well, in the, in the beginning, it, it took me around the Caribbean because we played in the Caribbean championships. We, we, we didn't have the, um, the exposure like they have, the players have today. So we played mainly in the Caribbean. It is only in the 80s when I went back to Barbados, I was fortunate to be selected not only to play in the Caribbean, but to play in Germany and Sweden. 
you know, and, and that was that was really great for me, you know. I wow. gained a lot of experience from that. And even though I was classed as a as a very, as an older player there, it was still new to me at that level. So wow. yeah, that was great. Amazing. And and you got to play against the likes of because I re- I remember watching the likes of Desmond Douglas when I, I was younger. I know that you said you, you got to play with players like that. You know, who were the best yeah. players you played against? Yeah, so I, I managed to be able, I was a member of the same club as Desmond Douglas. This was the Grove Table Tennis Club in, in, in Shropshire, Market Drayton. So I was able to practice with Desmond Douglas because he was in the same in the same group of, of training. And we would have to play each other and go down the table and go up the table to get to him. But, you know, he never left the top table. We all had to get, get there. You know? <laughs> he would just destroy us and send us back down. But I had the pleasure playing some of the top players in England practice with them, the likes of um, John Souter, Nicky Mason. In those days, you know, these were international players that, that I had was able to practice against. And a lot of good players from the, from the north of England and the south, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and table tennis, you know, you, you said you, you were playing in the 80s. So as, as you were playing table tennis, were, were you still, you know, you, you, you qualified as a nurse? Were you, were you still working at the same time and, as well as playing? Yeah, I was working, I was working in the hospital at one, at one point, as well as working in occupational health departments. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it, it was difficult, but it, was all, but it gave me an outlet, the table tennis, you know, away from the, from the challenges that you experience in, in hospital life and also working in the engineering sector of occupational health. As you know, I, I left the occupational health um, engineering sector and came into the bank, which was more a, a corporate entity, you know, which, which presented itself with, as you would know, other challenges. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and do you think, you know, because, I mean, obviously doing both at the same time, you know, it can it becomes a, a combination of would it be different mindsets or, or would it be the same mindset that you used to play table tennis and, and then do well, your day job? Well, I, I think my mindset would have been the same, you know, basically it would be the same because I always strive for, you know, for, for, for my confidence and having strong belief in myself. And that was how my mindset, well, you know, was was set out to be, you know, confidence and strong belief in myself and my, and my perceptions. So, so I use that in every aspect. But obviously, in a working situation, it's different because the mindset is the same, but the behaviors would have had to be different. Right, so I'm with you. And, and and in what ways would you say that they were different then? Because I, I guess table tennis is quite competitive, isn't it? It's a sport at the end of the day that you you're playing to win. Is, is that the difference? As in, because you maybe not yes. playing to win, anyway? yeah, exactly. You're playing to win in a tournament, and, and and when and when you come when you come away from the tournament, you you leave that behind you. Win or lose, you can leave that behind you. But in a working environment where you're working with people's lives, people's mental health. You know, you can't leave that behind you because you've got to you've got to think about people and you've got to think of how you relate to people. And you know, and and this and I think the most important thing in a situation like this is integrity. And and if you you know, and, and that's something that you have to, to be mindful of all the time, especially in the working environment. Yeah. 
And and it is when you know when when we think we think about elite sports people, and we talk about the type of mindset that they got. But then when we actually think about work, you know, a lot of it's transferable. But you, you're quite right. Situations are, are very different. It's a, it's about different behaviours. And obviously, when you're working with people, because I guess you've been working with people to help them with their mindsets, haven't you? Oh, oh yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was what it, that, that in my last ten years of work, that was mainly mainly what it what it was. So I mean, if if I was to ask the question, you know, based on your career playing table tennis, you know, being an ex international table tennis player. And you know, being in occupational health and helping people. Well, why is mindset so important? Well, I think I think mindset is is important. You said with helping people, the mindset is there because you you, you need you need a, you need a good you need a good result, and, and you want a good result not necessarily for yourself, but you want a good result for that person. But in sport. The, the, the result you want is, is for yourself and for your team. I'm, I'm with you. And, and how would you describe then, so, so I guess, you know, when, when you play in the international table tennis, how, how would you describe your mindset? You know, part of it you said is, is about self-belief. Exactly. That's what it is. Self-belief, confidence, esteem. And, and, and a, lot, a lot of it is communicating with your, with your colleagues, you know, teamwork. Yeah, and that's the same, and that's the same in every aspect of life. You know, it's the the teamwork, and and that's important. Okay, and um, what would be you know from you you playing games at a high level? What would be the practical tips that helped you to develop your mindset? Well, I, I, it goes back from the time I was a little boy when I started playing table tennis in Barbados <laughs> at, at junior at junior level. You know, there was a gentleman called. He's, he's passed now, but Mr. Keith Morris, and he's always instilled in me that that, that when you that when you're playing for your country, you, you're an ambassador. It doesn't matter where you go, you're an ambassador. And, and I've always I've always played sport that I am representing people, not only my mentors but guardians, parents, because they make sacrifices in life for you. And I think the only way you can Repay that sacrifice for the people it is your mindset, your positive way of life, and try and make them proud as well as yourself. Uh, man, it makes, makes complete sense. It, it really does. And, and I guess with, with you mentioning, you know, teach your parents, are they the people who've helped you to develop your mindset? Yes, mainly, mainly my parents. And, and even now, my mother's 94 years old. Oh, wow. And, and, 94, and I, and I speak to her every day, but she, she's actually using WhatsApp better than me. And, <laughs> and, when I, and when I speak to her, you know, she, she can remember things going back when I first started playing table tennis, my first store, my first trophy. And, and the mere fact that she kept them, that illustrates to me the mindset that she would have had instilled in me, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, going back to to when you you were a, a, a bit younger, you know, I'm, I'm playing table ten- tennis in the Caribbean. What, what what was it like back then? You know, because obviously times were a little bit different to what they're like now. Yes, it it, it was exciting because it, it was it was an education because I I'm I played for Barbados at the age of fourteen as a junior. And then as a and then as a fifteen year old, 
I was selected in the senior team. So I played in the Caribbean Championships at, at, at the age of 15. And at 16, I won the Caribbean Junior Championship. Uh, and, and, and I was a member of the, of the victorious um, Barbados team that won the actual team, team you know, the, the actual team competition. Yeah. And I had, I had a distinction at the time of actually beating the current Caribbean champion then. Uh, and that was in 1964. Seems a long time ago. But it's still very fresh in, in my memory, you know? Oh, but yeah, and, and, and a fantastic achievement. You know, I, I look at it and go, you know, when, when we've played, I always thought that I, I was a, a reasonable, you know, sort of amateur player. And it's not until I played with yourself and saw the type of spin that you can put on the ball that you just go, oh my God, you know, it's, it's just a different level completely. So, you know, that, that, that's been brilliant for me to see. And obviously to have been able to have played with you has, has, has been a privilege. Well, well I enjoyed playing with you because it was always good to give something back to other players. And then when you arranged that exhibition knock with um match with um Matthew Said, the yeah. ex-England international, I mean, you, you, you saw the standard that he was above me and, 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 and you thought when I played against you that I was giving you a lot of spin. But when you saw his spin, you, you sort of said, well, this is something completely different. It, 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 yeah, it was was quite incredible because, um, as as you remember, we we, we set up, and he said, I'll, "I'm going to serve it to you without any spin," and he served it to me, and I whacked it back. And <laughs> it's like he went, "Not bad," and he said, "Now I'm going to put spin on it," and he put spin on it, and I just yeah, I hit the ball, and it just went about twenty feet in the air. It was just unbelievable, you know. So, and then when you both had a, had a knock just to show us, you know, the, the type of level of table tennis. That you were playing at it is just incredible i don't think a lot of people uh, appreciate and, and, and he and he and, and he is a far better player than than i am you know he, uh, i mean he, he obviously played as as british champion didn't he and yes uh, at european level and everything you know which was quite quite high you know yeah re- real great guy real great guy so so, so you know the, the fact that you've ended up in in north wales from the caribbean i mean a, a lot of people would like to live say in the caribbean or barbados but you settled in north wales do, do you do you miss being in the caribbean do you miss miss being back there the yeah, I, I do miss i do miss back home but 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 then but you know when you've moved to areas and i mean obviously I've, i was married and lived in and you know and my daughter was brought up in North Wales, so there's a deep association. So, and I live in North Wales long, and I've lived anywhere in the world. So, I have got respect, you know, for my domain, and and I, I do enjoy living in North Wales. And I always have done. I miss Barbados, you know, but a time comes in life where you've got to make choices, and I make the choice to live in North Wales. However, Barbados is very close to me, and every chance I get to go back. I, you know, I will go back. I'm, I'm hoping that I can even spend longer in Barbados, but I think, you know, the pandemic, you know, halted that um, plan, you know? And, and you know, that, that that's interesting, you know, when we get to the pandemic and, and obviously, you know, you, you've had a lot of life experience, you know, ex-international table tennis player, prolific career in occupational health. You've helped people with their mental health. You know, did, did you find the the success that you've had with your mindset helped you through lockdown and, and the pandemic because it, it, it's been a trying time for all of us, hasn't it? Oh, oh, oh yes. It, 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 it took me to the end because, you know, I, I luckily 
I, 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 I start to use the days of working in occupational health, even the table tennis, you know, and, and things like that. And, and me, luckily, we, I had friends of very similar discipline, ex-nurses, that, and that's the time we, we, we called on each other to support. We speak to each other. We were doing something, what they call it now, we were sort of, um, we couldn't go out for three months. We were protected and we were vulnerable. So, 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 so we, 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 we couldn't do anything apart from get on the phone and speak to each other. And, and I had a very good friend who would do my shopping and would drop my shopping off of me. It was fit and able to walk and everything. And I've got to go and collect my shopping at the gate from somebody buying it for me and handing it to me. And, you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't easy. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And I think, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head there. The, you know, when we do have difficult times, it's, it's really important to talk to people, isn't it? And, oh, you, yes. know, you know, use your support network and that, that, that really does help. And I, I look at it and think that no, no matter how good you've been at a certain time, you, you know, where you've been able to control your mindset, where your mindset's been the best place possible, there's always going to be things that happen in life that will test your mindset and test who you are. And, you know, I think with the pandemic, it's, it's been like that for, for a lot of us because it's been, been very challenging. But um, you, you've obviously had some, some great, great adventures and exploits. And, you know, you said you played in Germany and Sweden and, you know, traveled backwards and forwards to Barbados. So did, did you, I, always ask, I always ask those that come onto the podcast if they've got any, you know, fun stories that they could share with us. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite a few by that. <laughs> No, not you know. A lot of them wouldn't be would be able to. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but but I can I can tell you one in particular, and 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 I I say this with you know with some reservation, but but I I remember going to Sweden uh, and to, to get to the World Championship. I was with the Barbados team in Sweden. You know, after the first week, after the first week of the table tennis, most of the teams are. The only the big boys are in, you know, Sweden, Hungary, Japan, China, Korea. All the big teams are in. Even England were out. So, so on the finals night of the men's singles, we all dressed up and we all ready to go. I, I forgot my badge, you, you know, the, <laughs> the, the badge. And I thought myself. And the hotel was some distant from the from the arena that the tournament was being held. So, so I I, I had to. I thought to myself, how can I get my badge? So I thought, well, I'll, I'll try to sneak in somehow, but it wasn't going to happen. Anyway, a lady who was on the on my team, she said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand you my badge at the side door. You can come around and show it. <laughs> so, 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 so that's exactly what I did. And when I got to the, I mean, even though these guys seem meticulous in the way they look at badges, I, I, I thought, well, I'll hand so I took my badge like everybody and showed it to this guy. He looked at it and he, he told me to go through. You know, you know, you know, today, even up to now when I talk about that, <laughs> I still wonder how well do these fellas look at these badges or if I'm a perfect replica of that lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's it, it's funny. <laughs> it's it's really funny, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not, just a real quick funny story. I um uh, we, we, we were due to go see, see someone speak um, a couple of weeks back. And uh, if you remember, do you remember Levinson Wood? Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we, we, I, I bought tickets to go, to go and see him speak. And um, it is speaking events. It, it, it got moved. And 
the date that it got moved to, we, we went a, a couple of weeks ago and um, we got there and I thought the, the, the crowd doesn't seem the normal crowd, seemed a bit older. And um, when we walked in, there, there, there was a stand and it, and it had Beth Hart's memorabilia. I thought, this yeah. is right. And then we walked in and I gave, gave the woman the tickets with Levinson Wood on. She, she took them, ripped them, let us walk in. And guess what? We were a year early, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a band set up on the stage and, yeah. um, and we were at yeah and attention to detail i never saw that it was 2022 so <laughs> I, I am gonna I am, going forward isn't it absolutely definitely forward thinking but as you say yeah. you know the tickets were handed in you know it's just amazing it could basically could have handed anything in i think to have got in so very similar to your story but uh, the one one my wife's not going to let me live down. So it's not very often you go to an event one year earlier than what you should. <laughs> <laughs> so so to, to, to conclude then, Trevor, if, if you were to give, you know, the listeners, you, you've obviously had some amazing experiences, you know, in your life. And if you were to give one final piece of advice around mindsets and just, just around life, what, what, what would it be? The main word I would use would be having self self belief and have and trust in your self belief and and integrity. And I think once you have those two things, self belief and integrity, I, I think that's the answer. Because in life, the, the only thing you can lose everything in life, but I think the only thing that you you, you never lose is integrity. Brilliant. And do you know what? I, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's so important to live by your word. So they're, they're great, great final words there. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close off there. What, what have you got planned for the rest of the week? Are you catching up with friends? or? Well, well, well I, I'm hoping that I can get a couple of, of, of Guinnesses um, later, you know, a couple of pints of Guinness because, you know, after this, um, after this podcast, I think I, I, I need to, um, you know, sedate myself somehow. <laughs> Do you know what? You're talking my kind of language. So, <laughs> uh, thanks very much, Trevor, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It was great having Trevor on the podcast today. I'm sure you've really enjoyed the episode and listening to his stories. You know, if you think back in, in Trevor's time when he was younger, he actually had to manage a career and then still play at an elite level of table tennis. And obviously something that he's really, really enjoyed. You know, he's been really fortunate to travel the Caribbean as well as Europe playing table tennis. Fantastic. But at the same time, when you think about the way sports changed now, if Trevor was you know, young now playing table tennis and he got picked up, it would be completely different. And I think being able to navigate that type of environment, you know, to be able to do both a career and do sports at the same time, you know, fantastic that Trevor shared his mindset, which was one of self-belief, one of confidence, of integrity. And I love the way he explained that, you know, whether you represent your country or not, being an ambassador, being an ambassador for you know your parents, being an ambassador for the people who've trained you, being an ambassador for your club, I think that's just a real great touch to think about having that type of mindset and a team mindset. It can really, really help you be successful. 
So I've really enjoyed today's session and I'm going to leave you with this clip on self-belief. Every single dream, vision or idea in your life starts with a simple understanding. That it's obtainable. That you can make it real. That's the beginning of everything. Self-belief is the gatekeeper that stands between current and future. See, if you think of reality as, as the city walls you're living in, it's not crazy to think that there are going to be people that only know that existence within the walls, right? That's what they see. That's what most believe. It's how they live. It is only self-belief, a confidence in something greater outside those walls that opens the gate that expands your reality. And if you don't believe anything good exists on the other side, why begin? If you don't think you're capable of getting there, why start? And this formula is simple, right? Let's not overthink it. We only move towards outcomes that we believe to be possible. And that's more important than uh, ability, skill set, strength. I mean, you name it, believing in yourself trumps all that because the person with an inferior skill set maybe an average natural talent but they believe in something and they move towards it they give everything for this idea they know it to be true will always beat the talented person that's unsure that procrastinates that has one foot in and one foot out and if you don't believe in yourself you're building a city on sand because I'll tell you what great things they're great for a reason. They're in rare supply. They're limited, which means not everyone can have them, which means those who do have them have to fight for them, have to deal with being uncomfortable, have to give more, sacrifice more, pay a steeper price than the masses. And if you don't look in the mirror, stare yourself in the face and know you are one of those select few What's going to happen when life kicks back at you? You'll fold. You'll resort back to what you know. You'll flee the battle for safety, security, and comfort. But when you know your movie ends at the top of the mountain, when you know at the end of the day you're going to cross a finish line or hold a trophy, your brain internalizes conflict differently, very differently. For someone with self-belief, obstacles don't make you wonder if you should keep going. Because you already know you have to keep going. I mean, come on, you haven't arrived yet. There's still a road to travel. No, in this situation, obstacles simply prompt you to ask, how? How can I get through this? And that's the small discrepancy that changes everything. Because at some point, you'll look to your right and you'll look to your left and you'll find very few people get to the how question. They all stopped at if. I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I'm capable. Well, they'll never know. They'll never see that sunset beyond those metaphorical city walls because they never truly believed in themselves. They never opened that gate. Wow.